0: Trying to battle between feeling like you're missing out on stuff and then realizing that it's going to pay off. I'd say probably that, like the exhaustion, the diet and the weight cutting, and just being on a journey that no one understands but yourself.
1: You're listening to the Underdog Way Podcast with me, Ruben Pillai, where I interview amazing guests who face adversity, overcome challenges, and found their purpose. We share stories to inspire change. Remember, your change will begin when you turn inspiration into action. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Stop Holding Back Foundation, a charity really close to my heart that is focused on the personal development of people who stutter. A big shout out to everyone part of the SHB family. I love you all and thank you for the support.
0: the
1: Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Roon Pillai, and today's guest is Australian Muay Thai boxer Jake Lund, who is a WBC World Champion at light heavyweight and has beaten some of the top fighters in the world in his weight class. Jake and I crossed paths last year in Thailand at the Vorvitai Muay Thai camp in Rawai. Jake was training for a big fight, got a staph infection, a hole in his neck, which he talks about in the podcast jake also details some of his early experiences how and why he got into muay thai and his plans for the future i thought it would be really cool to share the insights of someone who's reached the top of their game in such a brutal sport there's a lot that can be learned from the experiences of training and fighting at the highest level for a number of years that jake shares and i hope these lessons can be transferred into any passion or purpose that you embark on as always please like and share and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and please leave any feedback for me to take on board you may hear me come out of this a number of times but the feedback is the breakfast of champions please hit me up reach out subscribe like share and thank you very very much for listening this is the underdog way podcast my name is Ruben Pillai my guest on this episode is Australian Muay Thai boxer Jake Lund, who boasts a record of forty-five fights and forty-one wins. If I'm correct, you can yeah correct me if that's wrong. Did my um, research.
0: Forty wins. Forty wins.
1: Forty wins. Ah, oh, sorry. Right. Sorry. Yeah. It One 41. was in brawl. So. <laughs> it should have been forty-one. It should have been, been forty-one. And he's the current. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's the current WBC world champion. And uh, He's here as guest on the podcast to speak about his experiences and his journey and Thai boxing.
0: Yeah, things are good. Uh, just Sunday morning here, getting ready for a big week of work uh, next week. That's good. Just uh, using the weekend to relax Fantastic. and enjoy myself.
1: Um, I just want to check actually. So I saw a post that you made at some point at the end of 2019 saying that, you retired from Thai boxing in Australia but is, is. that kind of a full retirement or partial uh, retirement in
0: it, your homeland? It is pretty partial to be honest uh-huh. um, as in I uh, it's hard to leave the sport 100% because you know fighting's kind of in your blood um, yeah so I do think about it but at the same time it, it wasn't a joke that post like I, I don't see myself fighting anytime soon there's just not the right offers around for me to even be tempted mm-hmm. to fight at the moment. Uh, they always want me to fight the same people that I've already fought and I've got nothing to gain from those kind of fights. So yeah, in the meantime, I'm just going to work on things like getting more of an education, uh, saving money. And I'm even going to work on my skills because I'm going to start working in an MMA gym soon. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to, you know, train people there with striking and then uh, learn some wrestling and Jitsu as well. And, very interesting. Uh, all goes well. Yeah. Um, I might end up fighting MMA for a bit of fun. like Because that's how you... When you start fighting, it's for fun. So might just go back to that eventually.
1: Cool. And I just want to check. So currently, you are 26 years old.
0: Yeah, 27 in the month.
1: 27 in the month. Oh. Yeah. So you have um, experience there on at the stand-up game. And then your plan is yeah. to kind of make a change onto the ground game.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I don't even need to keep working my stand up that much like i'm a little bit you know it's fun but at the same time like it'll be so much funner to do the ground stuff and it's not like i'm going to need to maintain what i've got standing up anyway because of the 45 fights it's not going to go anywhere i could just submerge myself into wrestling and that then if i did take mma fight then you know start putting it all together in
1: terms of your stance and your range will change and
0: yeah um, i reckon it will yeah definitely I think it already has just by me working on my hands a bit more than usual. I've already started like sitting on my feet a bit more and not doing like the tie um, tap with that front foot and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it will. But at the same time, like it's probably a good thing and um, it'd be cool to do something different. Cool. And maybe it'll make the hands a lot stronger. Definitely. I started back in high school in like grade 11. You know um i started because my mate was in a gym at the time but now that i look back at it i remember seeing a street fight you know when as i was a kid on like a friday night i met up with my friends and you know we ended up there was some planned street fight with these older guy and it was at our train station near my house and anyway we didn't expect to be seeing such a intense one-on-one yeah. street fight especially at that age and anyway one of them was a kickboxer, and then the other one actually ended up training with me later and uh, uh, winning a fight under us. And they're way older than me. And I just remember just, it was so ghetto. We were just standing there um, with people. I don't even know why we were allowed to watch it, to be honest. We, we weren't really friends. One of them was, one of my mates was brothers with one of the guys that was watching. Other than that, we, me and a couple of my friends had no idea who these guys were other than his other friends. It was just an intense fight. It was like ten minutes, like a Muay Thai fight, but in, that's a like, long time.
1: You know, that's yeah, it that's was long a long time for a street fight. fight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and um, at the end, I think someone won by a knockout or just a you know, a, a eight count kind of thing, brutal knockout. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't fun. to the death. But um, <laughs> someone just got wobbled. It got called off. Yeah. Now that I look look back, I think that that's kind of what motivated me because all we knew was that the Muay Thai guy won, and yeah. That wasn't the guy that – I actually don't know who won. It was that good of a fight. But um, I think the Muay Thai guy just won, and um, he's not the guy that ended up training me later. So we all ended up doing Muay Thai. So, yeah, I ended up going to a Muay Thai gym. He, I didn't even think I was going to fight. I just went there to learn some skills and get a bit better. He ended up offering me a fight, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, all right. And I didn't know what I was in for, but I I said yes. And then later on – couple weeks later i was like is this fight gonna happen or not like and he said i had to train more which was fair enough but he offered me the fight to begin with so i was was in a fight and um after he said that i'm gonna have to train more i just thought well i might as well just take this seriously and go to a a proper gym where you know there's fighters and and there was one um local that i've known and good reputation with guys like my friends and you know the older guys of the, the local community um and I ended up calling that trainer and I was like, you know, would you take me on? And he goes, hell yeah. And he said all the right things like that. I wanted to hear, he said, you know, we're not going to, um, we're not the most technical gym here. Um, we're not going to, you know, get your technique perfect, but we'll get you tough and you'll be ripped as in no time. And then I just said, all right, this a perfect. I'll yeah. see you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: um,
0: anyway, I ended up going there. Um, it, that was a good group of guys. Uh, long story short, I ended up having about, 10 fights for him uh the 10th one being my first title which was a queensland title i ended up going to thailand back and forth every every like year i'd go for two weeks at least for about five years until i ended up going for a long time once, I'm, once i month went to thailand i was just yeah sold then you been captured on. isn't it yeah
1: yeah with the whole like um i think the vibe the culture and then and then, yeah, exactly. and then all the training there and stuff.
0: Yeah, it's totally different. Like you love the sport over here, but when you go over there, you yeah, you just love it all.
1: Um, how how many times then have have you been there? Um, For Thailand now. I
0: think it's six times, but in total, eleven months.
1: And yeah. with your trips, have you always trained in the same places, or have you had a chance to train the north and um, south?
0: Yeah, I've trained at a few places. I trained my first time at Simbi Muay Thai. Um, I didn't get a fight in. I had a fight when I was coming home so I didn't you know risk it, Is they that offered it to me, of course yeah the yeah yeah they always offer them to you don't they yeah <laughs> and, they, and they were trying to convince me I was like no nah, I can't do it because the one that I had when I got home it's just big I,
1: I had the um, same experience well um with the last trip I think I was passing by and it was kind of like yeah. a travel trip and, <laughs> and I was training there and they came and asked me oh, are you gonna stay along we can get your fight in two weeks <laughs> I just came for a yeah, trip, yeah. just to train, have a few beers, and uh, get some sun. <laughs>
0: <Bucking> <laughs> that wasn't when I was there.
1: Yeah, I think it was actually last oh, year. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, when, that was when, my when we first time met.
0: As well, yeah. Phuket's where I spent most of the time altogether. I've been to probably five gyms in Phuket, um, a couple in Rawai, a couple in Chalong, which isn't far, and that's the main street with like the Tiger Muay and all that. Yeah. Um, and then Surin, which is near the airport, that's where uh-huh. I spent about two or three months and had most of my fights. And then, yeah, my back in my second trip to Thailand, I went to um, Bangkok and trained at Sitsong Penong. So, yeah, that was one of the Big gym. That was a bit more serious because it had all those ties and Lumpini stadium fighters and whatnot. Bangkok's always renowned for more serious training. And I had a fight there as well. So, um, I fought in Patea through that gym. And okay. Yeah, that was a pretty cool experience.
1: Is that Max Moy? or oh, 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 um no
0: i fought on uh, at teprasit stadium so okay it's almost like the bangla stadium of um patea okay but i ended up having my first full tie rules fight there and um amazing i fought this yeah it was yeah. awesome i hardly even trained elbows before it but yeah uh, i just went there and fought this russian full tire and um it was yeah the biggest war of my life um at that point
1: The next question, um, I think more about kind of your training and your prep, did your training change after your trips in Thailand
0: when you went back Um, to Australia? Good question. To be honest, not really. Not really. My whole style changed. My whole manner changed. My confidence changed, but not my training because at that point I was still, you know, I still had a trainer, mentor. Like I had to listen to what they had to say in Australia. You always got to be the, the beginner. You always got to have that beginner's mindset. And yeah. like, I, I did that with biology training.
1: Just keep um, learning, keep learning. And yeah. Absorbing yeah. information.
0: And I guess what I learned from Thailand kind of brought some more skills them to play with, with my training. Uh-huh. Um, obviously down the track, when I started developing my own training plans, Thailand had a huge part it. But um, for the early stages, no, it didn't, it didn't change it directly straight away. Just my whole style. I came back so different. My trainers just knew it. (laughs) I read Uh, this
1: post the other day and it was from Jay Tonkin's page. He put a post up about his experience. He trained in uh, the north and it was in like a jungle, but they had a makeshift ring in the outdoors and and it rained and they still fought and everything. And I was thinking about the um, experience of of the fights there and it's different to a few places in the south where it's a kind of a westernized and there's like an increase in crossfit type training tourist training and it's very comfortable and like you're losing a sense of the authentic yeah Thai boxing in certain areas your experience of all these gyms is they're like pros and cons for both um, sides
0: yeah there is massive pros and cons because like I think being a lighter fighter there's all the pros are in the authentic experience because, you know, you'll be fighting more tires. You'll be training with more tires and tires are generally smaller, lighter. So all the pros in the authentic side would be for those lighter fighters, but for someone like myself, I think that there's, it's reasonably even, and and it's good to experience both. I didn't experience full or authentic tire, but I experienced enough to know what it's like and. I learn a lot from that, like just the, the culture. You mainly learn more about the culture, the attitude, like the, their style, um, like the food, obviously. You get that family vibe, like you're part of the family and that with the culture, cultural side and the um, authentic side. With the more Western CrossFit side, when you're going to fight, um, there's a lot more Westerners that are our size. So you get more matchups, you get better matchups, more regular matchups and um and also they focus more on power um the bigger you get as well and like weights and that help power um you know nutrition helps with power like modern day um training plans help with power so just a little influence kind of changes the the game with the heavier weights
1: Okay, yeah, good good and yeah. cutting weight and stuff did you run and do the sauna work as well and
0: no i wish a dehydration process yeah that's the thing like because um there was all those westerners around i just fought the westerners at our walk-around weight i didn't have to because you know the tires probably a little bit more strict when the westerners fight the tires Mm be in weight especially for titles and lumpini titles and that but um at bangla stadium where i fought most of the time and the other ones that i did have as well now we just rocked up and fought how we were so it was, we were a lot healthier and had more power. And, you know, we could fight more regularly because if you cut and weight for fights, you don't want to, you want to, you know, relax yeah. after that and get your body back to normal, mind back to normal. So, no, I didn't, I didn't cut weight in Thailand. I wish I did. That's quite but, lucky, actually. Yeah, that's a full, ex- it, yeah, I'm lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have experienced it, but at the same time, I say that now and no one in the middle of the that enjoys it. So,
1: no way. I think in the north, I think I saw a show based around a fight. Between two kids and the weight cutting of for the kid really really bad mm-hmm. to a point where the dad had to lock the kid in the car for a bit because yeah. of the struggle yeah, so. and then like eventually they're like no stop 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 do you think the north is stricter in terms of the uh, weights um does it depend on the event and stadium yeah. as well
0: us westerners fighting is a totally different kettle of fish like that's just a bit of it's not as much the lifestyle, the Muay Thai lifestyle. It's more tourists having a fight, Westerners that are coming from another country. It's not like the, the real, real Muay Thai. But yeah, on the North, it's like just the, that real authentic pie versus pie, gym versus gym. You know, It's about reputation, That's about the money, the gambling. It's serious. And that's where Muay Thai yeah. came from. It's going to be like that wherever it, it is like that. So the North, all of it's like that because it's not as much tourists. I just think it gets a bit watered down with the uh westerners. Um mm-hmm. so you can get a fake gauge of what it really is. You're probably right the north and and the quieter areas would all you'd see is that real Muay Thai. and yeah the real the real stuff is exactly that they must make weight. It's like a job. It's, the kids just have to do it because you know the other kids doing it as well and they've signed up for it and they always make it happen. And and you, you can like personally, I've cut weight before twice where I've actually fainted for a second. Oh, really? But then I was fine after. Yeah. Man. So your body can take it to a certain level. You're not going to die. You're not going to collapse and die like if you're doing it properly. So you can push, you can push and, and it is an advantage if you cut the weight.
1: There was a story a while back of Jordan Co. Um, that, he exactly, was on a weight yeah. cut and yeah, he, was, he, he, he was, passed um, out and then and then he um, passed away.
0: Yeah, from what I heard, yeah, he just didn't have anyone looking after him. I don't know uh-huh. the full story. Whether it's true or not, I heard he had an energy drink, like he was drinking in okay. 150s while he was fully dehydrated. But, They're
1: quite strong, aren't they, as well? The, yeah, um,
0: so that's not going to help you. No, no. Um, it'll give you a bit of energy, but it's not yeah. good for... I can dehydrate you, like, you can dehydrate you. It can dehydrate you more. Yeah, he was probably already really dehydrated, but like I said, I don't know the full story. Oh, of yeah, he's a good guy, like, yeah, I've, I've trained with him a fair few times. So, and, and did that
1: send a shot claves like, with your training and fighting yeah. and stuff?
0: Well, I kind of, um, it not really to be honest. If I was in Thailand, it would have, yeah, because I would have had to adjust and you know, keep more wary about what I do when I cut weight and who, who I'm training with and stuff like that. But because I was here. I think it's a lot safer because, like, you can do it at your own house. I actually don't run as much when I oh. like I just sit in a salt bath, and I've always got people with me. And but in in terms of shockwaves for training, yeah, like it motivated me a lot when that happened because yeah, how such a good guy he is, so yeah, it made me train harder, and I'm sure um, a lot of people would have been impacted from it.
1: He's a fun fight to watch as well. Um, I was going to ask you, actually, um, about the staph infection you got last year.
0: <laughs> is, it there yeah, got there is there still a scar there? I haven't got a scar
1: there behind the air.
0: Yeah. Wow,
1: because <laughs> I still remember the plaster you had there and, and the massive. Yeah, man, that, that was unfortunate. That was so unfortunate. I was meant Do you to think at any a. point um, of the dangers of uh, the staph infection
0: like, yeah. affecting
1: like the joint, or did you focus purely on the, the fight that they had booked for you?
0: you mean like
1: what was your priority at the time
0: my priority was to get a warm-up fight in before my yeah. fight back home but once i realized there was a proper hole in my neck yeah like and all it would take is for my opponent to punch it once no matter who it is one hit there would probably make a massive chunk come out then my priority was my health <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's incredible um, as well because you think back and you think like oh wow like kind of i had that mindset but then
0: like yeah, you train exactly. out there in
1: Thailand and got the fight. Yeah. You think
0: you're really strong out there and even Jay Tonkin was there at, around that time. Yeah. And he was just like looking at the hole in my neck and he knew that I wanted to keep fighting. I just wanted to fight. And he was like telling his mate, see, Jake's crazy. He's like <laughs> Jake, Jake just wants to fight. Like, and that's gay who's had however many fights. And he's like fucking saying that I definitely shouldn't fight. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, it was definitely unfortunate. Like I thought that I needed a warm-up fight because I yeah. had a big fight and I'd had a year layoff before that. So I thought that I needed the warm-up, but turns out I didn't get the warm-up and I won the fight anyway. That fight was meant to happen, and then because I didn't take that one, they matched me for two weeks later. You know I thought I'd got rid of the staff and I was meant to fight on Thai fight two weeks later. Okay, um, That would be the biggest fight of my life. and turned out that you know this staff came back. And I had um, this drink that they drink over there. It's what they drink after a fight to get rid of all the toxins and reset your body because you build up toxins and stuff with all the adrenaline that pumps Uh for you and whatnot while you fight and and the blood clots and whatever from the impact. And I drank this drink and it was a bad time to do it because I still hadn't recovered. Like this stuff was still in my system. Um, I was still sick. Like my body was no good. And I drank this drink anyway. Just like I said before, the beginner's mindset, you listen to your coach. Bang! drank this drink and it sent me bad. Like for two days, I just couldn't hardly move. Like I could hardly eat and I was still going to fight. Like I felt bad pulling out, but this was the biggest fight in my life. And the guy that I was fighting was this 80 kilo tire that just knocks everyone out in round one. Like seriously, just I watched YouTube and there was like 15 videos in knocking everyone out in round one.
1: That's not common, is it?
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that uh, card check with the ropes. Yeah. So the punches are okay. Really yeah. And I just ended up talking to my trainers back home, and we just just pulled the pin, and I came home just because you know I needed to get my body right for the for the proper fight back yeah. home. That's what it was all really about. And um, yeah, when I got home, everyone was like, "Fuck, you look sick, Jake." <laughs> but I bounced back within a week and got all the training done and won my fight. So
1: that's good. Really good. Like in terms of the big fight you had last year in the summer against, I forgot his name now, a tie from a Vertex. Yeah, I think I saw like clips of the fight and everything. And combos smooth. Your push kicks yeah, were good. I, really, I very, trained very good. really well
0: for that. It felt real good, man. That were my last two fights. That was my last one, and yeah, that were the best two that I had. And I left on a high note. It felt really, really good. good. It just felt effortless, like. It felt just like a, yeah, it was one round and I think he hit me once. Everything that I'd done before and just paid off smoother than imagined. Yeah. Good landed year, a good year then. A punch to knock him out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like, you like you'd like like to think, or you, you say that you want to, you wish it was the harder fight and like it was a bit more, you put a bit more effort in and, you know, but at the same time, you can't complain with an early knockoff.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. that
0: belt easier.
1: If you think about your, your experiences in the year with, the staff infection and then the weakness you had in your body and then you pulled out of the other fights etc then no you're due a win
0: yeah yeah i actually had a little bit of staff on my shins when i went into the fight <laughs> <No> <laughs> way. even the commentators seriously that's how long what's wrong with you <laughs> i know my mate tristan got it and then my whole yeah. gym got it but uh, anyway friggin i had it on my shins and um the commentators like What's that on Jake's shins? I think it's oh, terrible. Been kicking banana trees or something.
1: <laughs> I got staff as well last year, and they're the same trip.
0: Oh, did you really? Yeah, Everyone's you think it was you? It? I think it was you, yeah. probably. <laughs> nah, I'm joking, to... joking. Maybe it was. I don't know. It,
1: it's all good. Yeah, like, it's all love. He fought in 2014 with Dave Lathway. He specialises in the Burmese style.
0: Yeah, he went on to do that.
1: And the pros and cons between the um, two styles
0: of fighting. Lethway is a bit more brutal. Muay Thai is more skill and style and, you know, beauty. Lethway is probably, you know, the the more dominant stand-up striking if you're going to put it into an MMA arena or in the street scenario. At the same time, there's not much of a drawing system like to follow and it's not really as much culture. Oh, there's a lot of culture, but it's not really a... It's
1: not really a sport, you yeah. mean?
0: No, it's not really a sport, and it doesn't really have a big talent pool. Like, there's not, not many people do it. So, like, mm-hmm. you can go over and do good in that and then run out of opponents, whereas mm-hmm. in Muay Thai, you've, you've got a bit more opponents and there's more countries to do it. But, yeah, Muay Thai is just... Left way is everything the same as Muay Thai, except no gloves, and uh-huh. you can head butt. And, and the rules are a little bit different. Like, you can get knocked out and they resurrect you for like five minutes yeah i think you can do it twice so you can get knocked out three mm-hmm. times in one fight whereas muay thai is just once crazy you're knocked out, it's over yeah. i think i saw so, a vine
1: or something like a little clip and i thought yeah, like, a, a, it was a, video like, video. Like a joke video or something that someone oh, made okay. but i didn't realize it was true
0: <laughs> yeah it's true man they grab you by the ears and bring slap you you, yeah for like five minutes i think it is could be could, i could be wrong but they definitely do that. I don't know what the minutes are, but crazy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Full respect to them and and they do have a bit of the similar culture to Muay Thai. Like the music, yeah. the the instruments in the crowd, the betting, like across the border.
1: Cool. Your challenges over the years.
0: Or well, the uh, big uh, challenges maybe. Has, opponents or Maybe personal
1: challenge. challenges if it's training yeah, right. or like um of dieting or support or oh, the financial harmony. Eh?
0: That's a hard one, man. Pick up so, a few, maybe. Think a few. All right. My hardest opponent, well, there's, there's been a couple, but the hardest fights are usually the ones where you, you get exhausted and you run out yeah. of puff and you're tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also motivates you to train harder for next time. So that, that, that's that been a key in my fighting. Like, I got so tired in a couple of fights that I just decided I'd always train to be the fittest me possible every fight. So, yeah, maybe that exhaustion, like, that in training, when you're sprinting up hills and stuff like that, when you get up the top of that hill, you contemplate life, like, like why do I yeah. do this? And like, yeah, and that they're the they're hard. Um, weight cuts are hard, and just the whole, I guess, you know, you miss out on a lot of social events and stuff like that. Like, you, you trying to battle between feeling like you're missing out on stuff, and then realizing that you're chasing, you know, you it's going to pay off. I'd say probably that, like the exhaustion, the diet and the weight cutting and just being on a journey that, you know, no one understands, but yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's, it's not, it's, what do they say? If it was easy, everyone would do it.
1: Definitely. It's a solo journey, isn't it? At times,
0: because they have your gym and your team there, but then it's also your. Exactly. Like I was watching the footy the other day and like, that's, they're both tough, but at the same time, like they're, they're. They've always got their team to help them when things don't go right and like yeah. bouncing off each other and that body made. You can bounce off your team like you said, but you're the one that's in there. You can't make a mistake. You gotta you gotta be you, you hold yourself accountable for everything that happens. So yeah, you gotta be disciplined. And that's probably the main thing that it has taught me is discipline, like mm-hmm. going without pays off. So yeah, yeah it's awesome.
1: In terms of your experiences in uh, the Thai gyms, did you find it hard to gain the respect of the trainers there and the Thais? Did your experiences change with them? And
0: yeah, um, that's a good one. So early in my career, it's funny actually. That's a good question. Early in my career, I didn't really have the respect much. You know, I was just a number, and I was just someone that was going to fight because I was a young kid. I wasn't yeah. very dangerous, but They could get what they wanted from me. As it went on, you know, the more fights that they see you win, they respect you. When I fought at Somali eight times in a row, I won them all as well. My trainer at that point, yeah, he would engage me for like two fights. But then as soon as I started actually winning the way he wanted me to and and improving the way he wanted me to, he actually took me in like a little brother. Like, you know, he would do the, the... he did little things like you know, friendly, affectionate, just proper, like love you. Like he he did that for me like a lot. And when I left, yeah, it was it was like almost heartbreaking. Like it, it, they they take you in, and and that's when you learn the best when they fully, you know, when you fully listen to them, and then they fully respect you and love you. Yeah, I had his respect from those fights that I won with him, and and he had my respect, and I learned so much from him. And that's when I started implementing that stuff into my training, when I learned from that guy. But um, then later on, when I came back, once they still don't respect you straight away, which is good because, yeah. you know, it's you can't judge a book by its cover in Muay Thai at all. Heart's the main thing. And you can't tell someone has heart just by looking at them, you know? Technique, you can, you can probably tell someone has technique a bit more or power, but heart, you can't tell by looking at someone. They're not going to they'll listen to other people that say that you're good, but they don't, the trainers don't believe it until they see it. So a couple of times, like when I'd go back, I'd still, you know, tell that they're just testing me that they don't, they don't fully believe it yet. But once they see you train hard day in, day out and, and you smart, you do it smart too. You hmm. don't get burnt out. You have your rest, eat well, you keep coming back. Once they see that stuff, you don't even have to fight. And they respect you. When you fight, so training can get the respect, fighting can get the respect. And I believe also if they know that you can beat them, they respect <laughs> you. That's one of them as well. <laughs> they don't want to admit it, but yeah. it comes to a point where you train too hard, you're too yeah. experienced, you're too big. They just know. They're like, oh, this guy would beat me. He's good. That's <laughs> good. Because they're There's, all pretty good too.
1: Yeah. There's some character out there as well, isn't there? So um, um, Nye, the other spiky hair.
0: Definitely a character.
1: That guy's a madman. He, yeah. is, hey? he told me oh come on like Ruben, you have no power. Look at Jake, he's good. <laughs> look, look look at really? you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we're a Champion. I'm just yeah. I'm just I'm just here on vacation.
0: <laughs> oh, so funny. <laughs> Burn and me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jake's good, but you no good. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he tell me I was good? He never told me I was good, he just said it to you. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he did. There's some great guys yeah, out I, there. Yeah, I miss it, eh? I, I, I definitely want to go back. I might have to get go for a month just to get that 12 month.
1: And um, like in terms of kind of your fight plans, in Thai boxing now, um, is there more to come in Thai
0: boxing? Tough question. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I really don't know. Um, um K1? Like, yeah, that exactly. Ever in, in, I'd rather do something probably. different. I love elbows but at the same time like Yeah, I'm keen to just throw hands and yeah. leg kicks if I have to or just boxing or MMA, something different, but who knows, man. I've got a lot going on, like I've got I've um you know, I'm studying and you know, working and stuff like that. So You've got the gym as well, right? Nah, I don't have the gym. Training I'm personal training people at it. Ah,
1: okay, cool, cool.
0: I'll I'll get a gym eventually. Who knows?
1: <laughs> You've got uh, time for that now, isn't it? So yeah. For the lockdown everything. anything, it's a good chance to actually assess kind of your plans. Yeah,
0: and... yeah, 100%. It was, per- it was actually a blessing in disguise, I reckon. So,
1: like um, a reflective period, I think.
0: And what did, uh, that Anthony Joshua, he put up a post saying, isolation ain't nothing new to me. And that's like a fighter's thing. Oh. Like,
1: Very cool, isn't it? You go
0: isolation before fight, kind of thing. But it's like a fight prep yeah. without a fight. Like, it's good. I'm sure it benefited a lot of people.
1: Hopefully, because the good thing about training and the tie boxing and the sport is that you have an outlet there. You have any tension or stress and everything. But for people who don't have that, then it, mm-hmm. then if they're stuck in their houses, then it can be the worst thing as well, because yeah. they didn't have the outlet to actually yeah uh,
0: true right.
1: take out the tension. Yeah, and if they channel it in the wrong way, then
0: yeah, it can not be the good best for you. thing
1: yeah exactly so definitely interesting times in the future and stuff like that we're training do you think the virus has changed the way people are sparring with each other or rolling with I don't each
0: know other way. i reckon it'll people you know appreciate the gym a lot more because yeah they were the first thing to go one of the first things no i don't think it'll change how people train like maybe people be more hygienic like they'll probably yeah. wash themselves down more before they clinch. Yeah. like little things like that yeah um but nah i couldn't see it changing too much to be honest like it might change a lot of other things outside of the sport but
1: jake i think we're at the end of the interview so thank you very much for your time i really appreciate it No i hope you enjoyed this episode with jake lund i look forward to bringing to you a new episode very very soon until then take care